This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a preschooler. And I'm Teresa, a working mom with a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. We all need a place to vent, so don't listen with your kids because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week, we meet the new woman in the mirror. And we talk to Nicole Nepper, author of Moms Who Drink and Swear, True Tales of Loving My Kids While Losing My Mind. Woo! <laughs> Maybe the most touchy-feely title of a show yeah, we've done so I'm far. Sure. Yeah. Uh, can anybody guess what we're going to talk about today based on that? Probably not. That's okay. It's very unclear. It was very, very unclear. Uh, but... But I think it's right on. I think it's right on, too. I think it's right on, too. Teresa. Yep. You had a rough week last week. Yeah, last week was rough. How how are you this week? We're better. We're better. (laughs) We're still... I mean, we're still in a new house with a lot of things that aren't working the way they (laughs) ought to be. Um, We're, like, desperately searching for a handyman. (laughs) It's really, really bad, and the list for him keeps growing and growing. (laughs) But you can't just Pinterest all all of your problems and just DIY it? Well, we're definitely doing some of that ourselves, (laughs) but neither Jesse nor I are very handy. Mm. Um, And we, whatever. Anyways, um, (laughs) that part is fine. You know, we're in our new house. It's beautiful. I'm very happy to be in our new house. Especially with Um, the air conditioning. Simon did not have chickenpox. A couple of people have written to say, what what were the spots last week? And I just want to let everyone know he did not have chickenpox. He did have a crazy hives outbreak that Mm. for an unknown reason, the doctor had no idea. It was all over him. It was like in his scalp. I mean, it was everywhere it was horrible but then it was gone like 48 hours later it was gone um so and he seems fine although his school just called (laughs) said he has a fever of 101 so i just sent jesse to go pick him up (laughs) so bye um so yeah i was planning on sitting down and being like everybody's all better now but really no we're not better but we're (laughs) we're getting there she had another one bad mother where we race the clock to get Teresa to her child um I'm sure our stimulating conversation will take your mind off of. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Oh. Uh, you know. You don't sound fine. Tired, pregnant. <laughs> okay. You yeah. know, having communication issues with my spouse. Oh. And uh, Katie Bell, out of the blue, is, well, not out of the blue. <laughs> she just has kind of turned into a jerk the last mm. couple of Isn't that supposedly days. like a three-year-old thing? Yeah. She goes in waves. Sometimes. Yeah, it goes in waves. But sometimes it's just like really in top. Like uh, the latest thing, there's a lot of like, yelling back like we were she was never a big tantrumer i mean we've been pretty lucky most of you know her life but there's been like a lot of katie bell you've got five minutes left in the bath and then she won't like respond at all and so i'm gonna tell you again katie bell you've got five minutes in the bath i know don't tell me (laughs) like 
Oh. Okay. We're out of the bath, yeah. and you're giving me those toys, and those toys are gone. Like, yeah. I have created a box called the Ugly Box, <laughs> and it's whenever you're ugly, uh, something goes, whatever mama picks, it goes in the box for a minimum of two days. And uh, is anything else in the box now, mama? I don't know. Day's not over. <laughs> How are you going to be? And so, like... Well, it sounds like she's paying close attention. She's paying close attention. So I just don't think she gives a, a shit. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> then, like, we would go out to see a movie yesterday, and we're, like, walking back to the car, and she's, like, you know, dressed, and, you know, she's got, like, her sleepy blanket around her like a cape, and she's got a necklace on her head like a crown. She's her normal, charming self. Anyway, this woman, <laughs> two little older women are walking, and one of them says, oh, a princess. And she turns around, and she says, I am not a princess. <laughs> And Stefan and I both were like, stop. And I said, "I, you know, Katie Bell, you apologize to her right now. She's like, I'm sorry. And the woman who, you know, a lot of people don't give a shit that kids act ugly. Mm -hmm. You know, we do. But not everybody else does. She was like, well, then what are you? And I was like, she's being rude is what she's being. And we're going to go talk about that. So we, you know, pull her over and it's like, you cannot speak to people like that. We will, you know, try and explain it without over explaining it. Later we go down and the woman, we run into this woman again. And she's like, I'm so sorry I got you in trouble. And I was like, you did not get her in trouble. Yeah. Her behavior got her in trouble. Wait, she said to Katie Bell, yeah, she I'm sorry said to Katie I got you in trouble. And I was Ew, like, what a bitch. What and I'm just, like, hey. Don't, don't meddle. fucking three. Yeah. You, you know, like, whatever. Anyway, so there's been a lot of this, like quick turnaround screaming at us and like yeah. I'm trying to be like really cool and laid back with her recently of just like trying not to uh, I'm gonna talk about this a little bit in the genius thing about like not micromanaging her but yeah. like when it comes to rude behavior I just can't yeah have it yeah I'm not gonna have that kid that's a great that's a gr- I think that is a great thing to be like that is our thing that is our you thing. know what I mean like we yeah. just don't do it I know that's... we just don't there's just a no yeah tolerance yeah, policy because when i mean the, what is the benefit of sort of letting that yeah you well, want to have a tantrum you know, and yeah i mean like simultaneously yeah. this last week she like trashed her room mm-hmm. and she was acting ugly uh, to boot so i said you gotta go to your room and oh my god your room is totally trashed you're not allowed to come out of your room till your room is clean and for like 30 minutes she just sat in her room like literally screaming at the top of her lungs like ah! I mean, you, you could tell she was, like, trying it out. Like, mm-hmm. she was, like, trying out this anger thing of having to do something she doesn't want to do. And she's, mm-hmm. like, yelling stuff like, I am serious. <laughs> I do not want to do this. <laughs> right? And, like, Stevens like, are we going to go in and say something? I'm like, why? <laughs> the door is closed. I don't really care. I find it really funny. Who cares? And, miraculously, at the end of those 30 minutes, she cleaned up her room. And yeah. I never once went back in and told her to do it again. You yeah. know, like. She was, like, working through she it. She was working through yeah. it. I don't care about that screaming. You scream like, I feel yeah. like the screaming like that 90% of the day. Sure. <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's, you know. And when you're just tired and, like, mm-hmm. you're irritated and other things are going on that are not emotionally, like, pleasing for you. Mm-hmm. To have, like, your three-year-old yelling in your face. Yeah. Just, this doesn't feel good. Makes you sad. Should have another baby to I should. I should have another baby. (laughs) (sighs) That that baby will scream at you in a different way. Oh, I cannot wait (laughs) for children to find new and different ways (laughs) to scream at me. Um, It's okay because I think you care less about second children, right? So uh, I'm just just not going to try anything with that one. 
Well, speaking of feeling weird about yourself and or bad about yourself and or dealing with emotional changes that are happening, today's topic is going to be about what happens to our bodies as we get pregnant and as we uh, recover from postpartum. In particular, we kind of want to talk about fat. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes? How far along are you now? I'm 22 weeks. What is that, like five, six months? Somewhere, Somewhere in there. Somewhere in the yeah. month. Yeah. It's amazing. You hardly look pregnant at all. You look oh. so skinny. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you don't even look. Thank you. God, that must be so easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. How far along are you? Because you look, are you like a month ahead of me? Or like, what are you, seven months? Uh, I'm, I'm... 17 weeks, like four and a half, five oh. months. Are yeah. you having twins? No, and maybe, maybe I showed, maybe I showed early. Are you sure you're not having twins? You really, I mean, mm. you're just, you're really, I mean, Show you're really it. pregnant. <laughs> like, you're. Hey, Teresa. <laughs> hey, hey, Teresa. <laughs> Sorry, that was really I fun. I don't suppose you're about five and a half fuck you months along, are you? <laughs> okay. Why do people say Why are things? people assholes? Why are people... <laughs> oh, my God. Trust me. I could do an entire show on why people are assholes. But, like, I really... What is that about? You do, yeah. you do get that. I go to... There's there's a woman at, at the preschool where Katie Bell goes, not just a random preschool that I wander by. Mm-hmm. Um, like, every time I see her, she's like, <laughs> how far along are you now? And I'm like, I'm this, you know. And she's like, you just don't even look pregnant. It's like, you just look so great. <laughs> and like she must be trying to be nice. I know so she's trying to be nice. Get that she's trying to be she's nice. She's trying to be nice. Yeah. But in like in my head, yeah. as the, as a woman who has already grown out of two rounds of clothing, mm-hmm. tries not to mention the b- bosoms and the bras mm-hmm. and the bumps and the not being able to bend down and pick things up or like yeah. rolling off like ah getting out of the bed and suddenly like yeah. <sighs> I'm worn out. I'm just trying to get to my car. To be told that it looks like my body's making no effort to make yeah. this bo- baby. Yeah. Like or that maybe you're making it up. Or that I'm maybe maybe making it up. Or that like I should feel really great about yeah, how fast yeah. my body yeah. changed. Makes me a little but then you hear you hear the you But hear, no, but doesn't it also make you feel like, you know, three months from now when you're quote unquote huge, huge. that then that's like a bad thing? Like maybe maybe you maybe you aren't showing that much. Maybe you are really right. small right now. It's not gonna stay that way. One way or the other, <laughs> you're gonna get big. So it's not really a compliment to say like you're small. Right. Because eventually, like, the baby is going to grow. Right. It's going to grow and grow. You're going to get big. And regardless of, like, whether you put on 20 pounds or you put on 60 pounds, like, you're going to get bigger. 
And right. eventually you're going to be showing. So it's not going to feel good to you that three months ago you were so tiny. Yeah. Because now right. you're big. Every day is a reminder that I am bigger than I was the day before. Right. <laughs> yeah. Tony. But like, is there, like, what is it about how we respond to pregnant women and their in particular weight? It's like, in mm-hmm. particular, it's not like the first thing that people talk about with pregnant women is. Like the the like the tired or the emotional changes mm-hmm. or are you getting decorating the room like are any of these like the first thing that feeling people, the baby move are you feeling the baby move are you excited I mean, are you nervous yeah. like any of this stuff it's always about your size yeah how big or small you how are how big or small you are yeah and how good or bad you look yeah and how good or bad you yeah. look yeah like I I have been I have been. In so many situations where a pregnant person, whether it's me or a friend or whoever, is being told by a surrounding group of people, you do not look fat at all. You just don't look fat. You look, you look, I mean, you look, you're pregnant, but you're just, you're not fat. And I find that to be so so deeply offensive like I'm yeah. sorry I know that it's meant from like a nice I know, I know. that it's coming from like a, a place of like love and like trying to compliment the the woman and make her feel good right I totally get that I don't think anybody is like trying to like harm <laughs> anyone in right. these situations but the whole idea that putting on weight as part of your pregnancy has anything to do with anything other than you're about to have yeah. a baby yeah. is so r- just wrong to yeah, me. It's like, so I mean, your, fi- your body is changing because you're about to have a baby. Like yeah. you're getting, you're pregnant. You're going to have a baby. So yeah. what does that have to do with like being overweight yeah. or I being, like, it makes do like arm weights every day. My arms are still getting bigger. Right. Right. Because yeah. my body is changing. I can do squats that I would never do squats even if I was not pregnant. Uh-huh. But like my behind is good and thighs yeah. are getting larger and yeah. wider as my hips expand and prepare so for these things. So that you can have a baby. have this baby. Yeah. And like I, you know, we are feeding this baby, this baby. Now does the baby need eight pizzas today? Probably not. No. That's not what we're talking about. I mean about. being That's healthy, a, being healthy right. for yourself and your baby is a totally unrelated thing. Like and obviously yes. you want to be, you want to exercise and you want to eat healthy food. But one way or another, you're going to get big with a baby. It's that there's this weird association with getting larger with pregnancy that is somehow tied in with getting larger with, like, weight gain. Yeah. And that that's somehow bad or sinister. And if you were not pregnant, no one would come up to you and talk to you about your body changes. Oh, no. No. Ever. 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 No. Because there's also this weird thing. I've also been in circles where I have heard, and in particular, you see this in articles a lot. You see this on, like, newsstands uh-huh. everywhere. It's the, how did she drop, you know, all her baby weight yeah. in three in weeks? three weeks. And she's you're like, I don't know. Size zero. Yeah. She, I, she starved herself and threw yeah. up a lot. I don't know. Like, she's, <laughs> she's got postpartum depression and can't feed herself, and she's really sad. Or maybe but, it's just genetic. Yeah. Because a lot of people do lose the baby weight really fast. Yeah. And you know what? It's genetic. If I was having this baby at 20, when my body was made of elastic, my body would probably <laughs> go back to its normal shape and size. 
having a baby at 39, uh, my body was not back to its normal shape and yeah. size when I was 28. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without yeah. having babies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as you get, our bodies are constantly changing. And trying to think that you've got any control over that. Right. Especially when you're pregnant. Yeah. It, and it, it's such or pressure. Or that it says anything about you yeah. as a person or a mother. Like, like whether you, I mean, like, what does that say? I just don't, it's not, it's like neither here nor there to me. I just don't even think, I don't see, like, Jesse and I have this, like, ongoing joke that I'm, that he's, like, annoyed that I'm putting on weight. Right. Because we think that that's hilarious right. because I'm fucking growing a baby. Right. And that, but that is, but we're joking but other people are serious. Other people are very, very serious. I know. That, well, that answers my question on how did you handle the body changes that you were going through with your baby? By making jokes. <laughs> you know, you would think that given my normal uh, attitude about uh, problems or issues is to naturally make a joke about them. But like I had with Katie Bell, I had real, I think more so than... Like the physical pain uh, that you experience while you're getting pregnant. Uh, the you mean like during sex? Stop. We're not talking about sex. <laughs> but you said while you're getting pregnant. So while get while it? you're getting pregnant. Ah, yes. I'm get sorry. It? While you're making the baby inside you, and your body separates its ligaments and various joints yes, to okay, get away. Sorry. Uh, I really had a hard time with the weight gain. Uh And I got to be honest, I look back on it, and I I gained a lot. I gained like 70 pounds Uh with Katie Bell. And some of it was probably eating a lot. I was really hungry with her Uh all the time. Like I just had to eat like all the time. And I lost my energy really fast with her. So like there was just no, I didn't exercise. And I really uh, could not control how much I was eating. I was Mm -hmm. just starving Mm -hmm. throughout the whole pregnancy. And uh, I got, because I had an office job and I was sitting most of the time, I also gained like a lot of water weight. I bloated Mm -hmm. really. I bloated to the level where doctors were like, it's just bloating. But other people were like, do you have that like, you know, just (laughs) gesticular diabetes or whatever? Because my legs were so big uh-huh. my ankles were so like you just didn't see bones anymore uh-huh. because yeah. of the stuff. so like for me going from you know a fairly being fairly slim most of my life to being the 70 pounds plus the pregnancy plus all these things i really had like just a hard time dealing with looking at myself uh-huh. i never felt bad about gaining weight i never felt bad about like my being pregnant uh-huh. but just emotionally jumping so quickly. And like, I never felt I could, I just never felt attractive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, so that was like a really hard emotional and to feel like I had no control over my body and like its changes was really difficult for me. And then to boot, there's just nothing cute to wear yeah. as your body is getting bigger. Yeah. You know, like it's... Even like the expensive maternity even clothes. Exp- like you look at the pictures online and you're just like, oh God. Yeah, like why am I pay 80 bucks yeah, for still wearing a like tent? That. You know? know, like it's still I just know. a tent. Like by, by the last three months, <laughs> you are essentially just wearing something to cover you. You're yeah. no longer wearing clothes. Yeah, right. You are wearing things that just cover, cover you. you. <laughs> and like they all have, yeah, we should do a thing on maternity clothes, but like... We 
still have fucking bows. Yeah. I am not a bow yeah. person. It really makes you, it really pisses me off. It, it, I it, totally know what you're, you're talking, talking about. about like, yeah. Every dress has got, yeah. every dress either is somebody who wants to go braless, their remaining pregnancy, and uh-huh. let me tell you, guess what else is changing? Bosoms. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> even when I had no boobs, I didn't like to go braless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you either, and it hangs down low, and it's like all set. You just yeah. look like a big, sacky, floppy yeah. thing up top, and then, like, you have that choice. Or <laughs> these dresses that have fucking bows that go under the yeah. boobs. Oh. Yeah. So not only am I like. It just makes you feel like an idiot. <laughs> right, right. Not only do I feel kind of like an idiot because I can't control my body and I'm bumping into things and I'm moving things yeah. and people are talking to me like I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. I then have to wear something that makes me feel juvenile yeah. and like not at all sexy. Yeah. And somebody, we were just talking about this, somebody had just posted on like one of these like mom message boards or whatever about like. You know, people saying pregnant women are so beautiful. It's yeah. almost like, I don't feel beautiful at all. Like, who are these women that feel beautiful when they are pregnant? And I'm like, hey, it's true. I'm like, how do I tap into that? Yeah. Like, how do I tap into that, like, I have no control over the shape, the size and shape and changes of my body. Yeah. And I feel amazing. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Don't, don't you feel that way? You feel that way, right? Ah, I hate you. <laughs> okay. Um... I will say that I haven't, like, if, with both pregnancies, like, I haven't had every moment feeling horrible. Like, there are times where I'm like, this is pretty cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I for me, like, for me, I, like, my hair gets really weird when I'm pregnant. Like, yeah. my hair starts, like puffing out and like I know a lot of women have this where you you just don't shed for right. most of your pregnancy you and the beautiful pregnancy the beautiful hair. pregnancy hair which for me is like the hideous dry <laughs> like crinkly just like puffy frizzy dead ends like off it's awful um and like, I don't know like skin things and there's just it's all like the hormonal right, stuff yeah. that's happening and I think it's definitely partially emotional too right and and partially like if you if you're tired or you don't feel good it's hard to feel really attractive you so it, it's like the first sign that your life is totally about to change <laughs> I think that's what totally. it is as I listen to you I'm like. It's that everything, these are like these small, subtle changes yeah. that are, we should have realized yeah. were warning signs. Yeah, it's like telling everything you everything is going to be different. Everything you know, <laughs> everything you've come to know and trust. Everything that you've stood in front is of going the mirror away. and pep talked every day of your life yeah. is about to totally change. Yeah. But so then there is like what happens after. Because yeah. I'm curious, like, did you. Did it help you get through, like, the period of, like, feeling really unattractive during your pregnancy to think, like, oh, I'm just going to be able to go back to myself after? Did that? I, I kind of knew I you... wasn't going back to myself after. Okay. Like, I was really, because the weight, had, the weight gain had been so dramatic for me, it really, and then I had her, and it didn't come off really fast. I mean, mm-hmm. I would say it was, like, two and a half, three years before I was really back down to really good shape. I mean, mm-hmm. like, healthy uh, a, a size that I was happy with. I mean, my body not did not go back to normal. My hips are still different mm-hmm. from having a baby. Yeah, they are never going to go back to what they were. You know, like my, uh, you know, the chest, the shoulder. You know, like all that area. A lot of those things just changed physically. Mm-hmm. So even if I were to get back to my original weight, I wouldn't look like I did 
you know, six years ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, the weight took a, a while to come off and just my general attitude towards wanting to work out and get back in shape took a while because you're so tired after having the baby, you know? So like, again, I, I think one of the things that like affect, again, that caused me to freak out was the constant need to change clothes, to buy clothes. Mm -hmm. Like that's like, I don't like spending a lot of money on clothes and to like, you're going through the whole pregnancy and like every two to three months, you start growing out of stuff. Right. You got to buy a whole new round of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, like I said, you're just like, might as well put a sheet on a toga around you. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing on the other end. You got like a year to two years of like every three to six months changing, buying new clothes, mm -hmm. which gets old after a while and doesn't always make me feel better. Right. You know, I happen to go in and like, I well, finally got this when outfit it's that I like. It's yeah, not it's about just like, oh, I saw something and I loved right. it. Like, which could come up from time to time. But Wouldn't in this case, nice, you're just yeah. like, I need, I need shit. I need stuff now. Yeah. And you have to go get whatever there is. Yeah. I, there were times where like I, I got back down to like a basic, you know, a weight where I could wear stuff that I had worn pre-pregnancy, put it on. And somehow it was all too short. Yeah, something is weird. I was like, yeah, well, how did, not did right. I grow longer in the legs? Like, it's how did? Right. But again, yeah. I think it's the hips are raising everything up. Yeah, or it's like, how did that not? It's also just like your personality. I think can yeah. change too. Like, I definitely have stuff that was my favorite before, but oh, after yeah. two years of not being able to fit into it, now I'm going back to it. and I'm like, that doesn't feel like me anymore. Like, I don't think I would wear that so, anymore. <laughs> so I like. There is something about all the... So, okay, so you have the baby, mm -hmm. and weight is just one thing right. that's happening to your body right. after you have a baby. Mm -hmm. There's all the... I mean, like, did your is your foot the same size as it was? Yeah, my I didn't. I didn't have. I you didn't have feet swelled changes? a little bit at the end. My I grip. did not have very much swelling. That my telegram couldn't wear any of my shoes. Oh really? After oh. I gave birth to Katie Bell, not a single pair oh, of yeah, shoes. Oh yeah, my feet. Did, I was worried about that happening, but it didn't happen. Yeah, um, but like no, one but yeah, no, be but, like. Hey. Right, yeah. Bigger shoes. Right. Bigger, <laughs> right. bigger foot size. Right. Hey, no one's coming up to you and being like, hey, your hips are really bigger. <laughs> you know, like, no one's coming up and dealing with like. Those physical, the other physical changes. Well, that thank are, God they're not. <laughs> now, but so why is it that people feel they can talk to you about your weight? Because we've certainly had know. calls from people, and we've certainly yeah. had that happen where it's the post up to like six months after having a baby. Because no one told me yeah. I, you still look pregnant. Yeah. It was like one of the last chapters in right. the like what to expect book. It's like yeah, oh, you don't might forget still look you're pregnant. gonna still look yeah. pregnant. Yeah. After yeah. I was like, you should have told me that early on. Like, yeah. Why didn't you tell me that early on? Yeah. And people say, you know, oh, are you pregnant? And by then, you don't want to be treated yeah. like you're pregnant. Yeah. It's like a free-for-all, the, like, first six months postpartum. And and also yeah. during your pregnancy, it's like a, it's like people just feel like they can say anything at that time because they're like, oh, I've been there. My wife was pregnant. Or, you know, everybody <laughs> just thinks that they can say some shit about to a pregnant woman. I have no fucking <laughs> and idea touchy. why. Yeah, or touch or you. Or just touch you. Yeah. The touching makes me... I just give people the death stare and then it's they like, don't, don't come touch close. don't touch me. Yeah, yeah, you know. For me, I, I I was like convinced that I have these great genes that were going to make me uh, lose all my baby weight like oh, right after really? giving birth. Yeah, totally. Because I have, I have a pretty big family. I have a lot of... Um, I have a, my mom has a lot of sisters and then I have a lot of female cousins right. also. And um, so like talking with those of my members of my family who had like most recently given birth, they were all like, 
Oh yeah, like one of my like one of my relatives <laughs> said like she was she, she only gained like twenty pounds during her pregnancy and then she was back to her normal weight like two, three weeks after giving That's birth. Crazy. I know. And then um and then like another one was like, Yeah, I was back to like aside from boobs, like my boobs were bigger, but aside from boobs, I was like back to my normal size, you know, like five five, six right. weeks postpartum and I was like great. I can totally yeah, manage is- that. <laughs> and um, that totally didn't happen for me. And I wasn't, I wasn't like trying at all for yeah. that to happen. And it, it probably took me, I think it took me like maybe nine months to be like really back to pre-pregnancy, yeah. you know, weight. But, um, but again, was totally not, that was not my focus. And what I, what I discovered after giving birth that was like pleasantly surprising to me mm-hmm. was that I did not care mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Like I was, I think it's one of those things that I had maybe worried about a little bit before becoming pregnant. Like, oh, what will happen to my body? It will be different. I don't know how it'll be different, you know, and then will it be changed forever? And will I, you know, will what will happen to me? But after like giving birth, I was not only was I not concerned about losing weight. I was like weirdly proud of what had happened with my body. Ah, so that's yeah. That's I think the next phase is how do you get people? How do we get ourselves as women to, well, not just women as a society, start embracing the fact that your bodies do change, that that's a good thing, yeah, and that there's no rush to get your body back to whatever it is you think is normal and to start redefining what that normal is going to be. You're right. And like going and and even saying getting back. I know I just did saying go go back to my pre-pregnancy, like wait or whatever. But I know that my body will never be the same. And I wouldn't want it to be the same. It would be weird. I had a baby. I'm really proud of having a baby. (laughs) For me, I'm like... I kind of, by the end, I was like, tell me I look huge and uncomfortable because I am. Uh I don't know how many other ways I can communicate to you that I am gigantic and uncomfortable (laughs) and I would like a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Like, I am not, like, well, some people I think really like hearing that they don't look pregnant. Uh I am the person who's like, you look really pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, thank you for noticing because I feel really but do you, pregnant. But would you really, I understand like, I understand so not wanting people to, to bullshit you. Right. Like, I get that. But like, do you want, do you actually want people commenting on your size at all? Like, I feel like I just, it's never wanted. <laughs> unless it's like, really just from a very close friend or like my sister or something. You know, like, and you're just, and it's a very like, well, I think and it comes up now. Like, I just don't, I feel, I feel like so like, almost vulnerable and like exposed when people are commenting on my body well I guess for me it's less because by the time I'm eight nine months pregnant it is no longer my body it's right. to me it's it right. is I am it's a so vessel true. like it God. is it is just about a yeah. fucking human right. being who shits and pisses and eats and like picks its nose inside of me right like you are God. the fucking magical vessel right when you feel the least magical <laughs> that is what you are you have just you've made the baby it could really come out at any point in time you're just it's just luggage you're just hauling around you're a carrier for this thing so at that point anybody says anything to me i don't like i I, it's not about me anymore because the me is now this other thing you know what i mean like i'm the wide load going down the highway (laughs) but but the opposite of the the other side of that is like but what if you what if you do want 
to be like, but it's I'm there's still me. Uh, like I'm well, not yes. just a pregnant lady. I would like love there's that. other stuff who I am. <laughs> I would love that, but as I think we've addressed before, <laughs> I never felt that way. Like it's yeah. like this again, okay. and this time I okay. am trying to go at it from the second pregnancy like mindset where, like you. I do feel more like I'm not like as threatened by it this time. Like this time, mm-hmm. you know, we joke, you know, like I already lost all sense of like self-importance mm-hmm. or like whatever I thought I once was. Uh-huh. I shed that. I lost it. It was robbed from me with uh-huh. the last child. So this time I'm like, all right, yeah, no, my body is totally changing. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. I, I know what's coming. Yeah. This is coming. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm just, I'm a beautiful vessel You're for my so baby. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> and my pregnancy hair is amazing. Um, but it is. I'm really, that's really That's all jealous. I got. So I got the rash, but I got the pregnancy hair. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just the general advice is keep your mouth fucking shut around pregnant women. <laughs> <laughs> and, of, and women who you suspect could be pregnant well, okay, let's or real, could have just had a baby. No pressure, but let's really quickly try and think of other things you would like to hear from people when they see you. So I guess how for are me, you? how are you? And ask for real. Yeah. Ask, ask with the understanding that whatever I tell you is valuable information you should then use to help me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't ask... How are you the same way you do a stranger at the grocery store? You're like, yeah. hey, how's it going? You're like, yeah. fine, but you've already like walked on right. with the person saying fine. Right. Like, if I say, God, you know, I'm finding it really hard to bend down or I'm really finding it hard to do this thing, yeah. like that's like weird and uncomfortable. Yeah. Then like, listen. Yeah. And be like, can I grab that for you? Right. You know, like that, like that's one. Right. I do also think asking about, are you excited? Yeah. Then the person's allowed to say yes or no. Or yeah, we're talking with about this. the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the baby, not yeah. the body. Yeah. You know, maybe that's our new mantra. Talk about the baby, not the body. I like it. I like you it. You like that? It's good. I like that too. Um, <laughs> well, Teresa, you look beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> thank you. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to go eat some Kit Kats. <laughs> from Throwing Shade, and we would love to throw some shade on you this summer. Every Tuesday, we inject all sorts of news stories concerning ladies and gays with silliness and sexiness. Just in time for bikini season. Check us out on Max Fun under Throwing Shade. Okay, they're not stupid. No, I know, but yeah, they could be. Well, why would you spell it out like that? Well, because I was the spelling bee champion of the world. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Let's hear it. What do you got? All right. (laughs) Okay. So my genius moment. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I am trying to not micromanage 
Katie Bell as much. And I don't think you even, like, and I kind of mentioned this earlier at the beginning of the show. It's one of those things that, like, as a baby, you're always like, don't do this, and then don't do this, and do this. You know, you're trying mm-hmm. to teach them to do things, yeah. to, like, function. But then suddenly they're, like, three and a half, and you realize that you may be not letting them succeed or fail or use uh-huh. the information that they have. Figure stuff out. And, like, Stefan was out of town for two weeks, and it was actually a really good time for me to sort of let this happen because they're not two of us coming in at the same time, yeah. not knowing what's happening in the situation. Yeah, like, a good example would be, I want, Mama, I want some water. Can I have some water? All right, go get it yourself. Let's see what happens. You know, I don't get up. I don't follow her in. She gets up on the stool. She gets the glass down. She gets the water pitcher out. She put, If it spills, she's water. You know, she puts everything back in, and she feels, like, totally proud and successful. There are other times where I'm like, the room needs to be clean, you know, before you uh, take your bath. And I'll walk by, and she's, like, totally, like, fucking with her foot or something, you know? <laughs> and, like, I want to be like, Katie Bell, why aren't you cleaning your room? But I don't. I keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. She knows the consequence. You're not taking a bath. You know, yep. you don't get to go to the bath. And while that may not, she may not be succeeding all the time, or things might not get done, I'm feeling a lot less stressed out. It's great. Yeah. So that's my genius moment is... Yeah, you can do less. I do less. Yeah. I just, I've just started doing less. And I think it's working really well for me. She will probably not be able to handle herself, you know, in the world or whatever, but I am much more relaxed. Cool. Good yes. job. Thank you. Thank you. Um, cool. I, um... Okay, previously in Simon's room, we had... <laughs> The only one place for an adult to sit, <laughs> which was uh, one of the chairs that had been in our living room in the last house. But then the house that we were living in when Simon was born, there was no room for it in the living room. Right. So it was in Simon's room just by default. <laughs> and that was where I sat when I was like breastfeeding a lot, you know, like during the night and, you know, right. stuff like that. Um, but Jesse and I could like we could be there in the room at the same time, but one of us had to sit on the floor right. or like sit on the toy chest or something. And also now that I'm getting bigger, yes. um, Simon and I can't really sit in the chair together anymore. Yeah. It's really squishy, especially when the dogs try to pile up there with us. <laughs> um, and when we moved, our new place has room for the chair oh. in the living room again, which is awesome. But then there was like a week of no chair in Simon's room. There was right. nothing there. And it was just kind of awkward, like trying to drag stools in and sit on stools or just sit yeah. on the floor with them or whatever. Um, and then this is kind of stealing a genius from someone else, but I was over at my friend's <laughs> house and checking out her nursery, oh, nursery and she had this really awesome love seat thing oh. where half of it is like a chaise lounge. Oh. So it sticks out. Yeah, but then the it's, L. But then it, right, it's like an L. But then it's like a love seat. So there, so two people, even Jesse and I could sit there with Simon. Both dogs can come up. There's room. And a baby can crawl around on a it. A baby could crawl around. I could sit there to nurse yeah. when the baby comes. Um, and I was just like, I saw it in my friend's nursery. And I was like, <laughs> that is what I need. <laughs> and then like the next day we went and we got it. And yes. now it's in the room and it's fucking awesome nice. and it just makes it makes it nice to hang out in his room so now yeah. we're just spending a lot more time in his room because it's really comfortable in there yeah, good yes very nice very nice thank you sharing what i think might be a genius moment or it might just be me catching on to something that everyone else has known for a while but i'm really <laughs> excited about this personally um 
I now no longer wear a shirt in my house most of the time, um, unless it's after I've come home at night and then it doesn't matter if I get, you know, pooped on, peed on, spit up on, drooled on, et cetera. But I was experiencing this extreme frustration with, you know, every morning I would get up and get dressed and put clothes on and especially the days that I had to go to work. But then, you know, I wake the baby up and nurse the baby and then inevitably have to change my clothes. So now I'm just um, walking around topless or in the bra all morning as I'm getting ready. It is very very empowering. Put the shirt on right at the last minute, dash out the door, and I stay clean. I feel like a genius. Total genius. I really like that this for a split second. I'm like, does she have kids? (laughs) like like there's just like I'm just walking around shirtless and I was like it could work for anyone even just your average it could could work it reminds me of another genius I'm gonna throw out there real quick that I saw of a friend and that was they had it was like their second or third kid and the kid's like it's the picture of the kid in the high chair eating spaghetti Mm -hmm. fucking shit everywhere but the kid's totally butt ass naked and I was like why are you dressing your child to eat you're a genius right so part two of topless everything. <laughs> topless children, topless moms. I think that is genius. It definitely saves on laundry. Oh, it does. It's just stress. And adds a little, adds a little thrill. Little sure, perk. yeah. A little perk to yeah, the, a little to the old marriage. A little fun. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right. Let's, I can think of eight different ways that genius moment would turn into fails for me. Uh-huh. So let's just move into our fails. Okay. <laughs> Fail. You suck. So, hey, actually, yeah. actually, this ties in really well to my fail. Okay. Well, all right. So, as I as I may have touched on, uh, Stefan and I are having some communication problems, mm-hmm. as tends to happen when one is pregnant, and or one of us has been traveling, and or you know, just or you're like, just in a marriage, or you're just in a marriage. No, no, everything's supposed to be perfect all the time. Stop. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's like. We're sitting there. I had just gotten dressed to actually go out for like a walk after taking Katie Bell to school. So it was like that morning I was getting dressed and I put on like I busted out the like much bigger sports bra that I brought for the bought for the last pregnancy. Uh-huh. Like so big that you yeah, zip it up the front. Oh, like, this okay. is my big that's cool. Big sports bra. Because I am there. Mm-hmm. Bosom was. And uh anyway, so Stefan and I wind up getting into this like sort of like um argument or a heated emotional discussion and I'm like trying to bring home this really serious point about mm-hmm. like I'm feeling under like over pressure and this is not happening to you and I'm listening and I'm being me and as I'm like doing this thing the bra starts to just rip apart like it just starts to unzip in a way that means I'm ripping in Hulk style <laughs> out of the bra <laughs> while it's less of a fail and more of a ultimate moment of sadness shame. in your life. Shame yeah. and sadness. We're like, you're sitting there, you're trying, like, I am an emotionally, you know, developed person who needs these things that I'm trying to be really, and yet something totally horrible and embarrassing and like. And totally physical. It's just physical. And because I am, you know, don't you, and I'm literally like, I literally was like, and while I'm trying to tell you this, my body has changed so much, I'm literally ripping out of my clothes 
<laughs> and you like, let's have a little empathy. It was just such a weird, like, I don't think if it I was, was like writing for a television show, I could come up with a moment that was like more comical and sad <laughs> at the same time. So, well, it sucks because, uh, you know, it could have happened at like a sexy moment. It could have happened you know? at a sexy moment. That would have been really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then because it's the only sports bra I had, I then went like I walked in the heat of the day with you in like normal bra, which was like really uncomfortable yeah, and like sucks. sweaty and gross. Yeah. So, sad. That's sad. That was just sad. What you got? Um, I feel really bad about this. I was dropping Simon off at school this morning. and um, With a fever? No, I'm just kidding. Must, I, I swear to God, I do not understand how he could have a fever. Anyway, they have like a little whiteboard at the sign-in desk uh-huh. that says like announcements for the day or whatever. And today it's just said in huge letters, please bring home your artwork. Uh, and a little... Little light bulb went on, and the, that light bulb, if light bulbs could speak, said, <laughs> "Teresa, have you ever brought home a single piece of artwork that Simon did at daycare since he started daycare oh. in February?" <laughs> the answer to that question is no. No so light I bulb. Go, okay. I haven't. So I'm like, oh my god. Well, maybe they maybe they don't do that much stuff. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I haven't looked. I haven't looked. So I go. I go to like the area where they keep the kids' artwork, and there's like files, like boxes, and you know, like every kid has like nothing or like one or two. Simon had like a fucking binder filled. Like I'm not kidding. Like I know how I mean, much artwork they generate. They do something like every single day, three or four times a day. Yeah, yeah. And so I and it's all I awful. brought home this pile, but it's precious. Of it's, course, of it's course, precious. it's precious, and it's and it's beautiful, and it made me feel so horrible like I've had a couple times of thinking like he probably has artwork I should check and look like I know they do they do so I had never and well, I there's mean, like a Mother's Day art that there you was a, ah. there was there was actually they sent that home okay, in his okay. cubby yeah. so I did get like the Mother's Day card huh. but no, nothing I mean yeah so I'm the worst I know I know I'm, no. I'm the worst uh, I know I'm gonna like go home and like sift through the pile and just cry. Well, uh, if, if it makes you feel any better, I guarantee you. After you, sh- it's nice to have the big pile uh-huh. because then the ones that really stand out, they like. I would like to frame that stands uh-huh. out, while the rest you're like. I can throw this, this away. This can really be thrown away. <laughs> I don't think really... I deserve to be allowed to throw away any no, of these. You have to hold on like to it for a year. Yeah. No, a year. <laughs> that all needs to be hung up somewhere for a year. You have to look at that like thumb, one thumbprint in the middle of like a whole blank page. You know, like that is got to hang. Ugh, that's so awful. Yeah. <laughs> So just to give you a little backstory, my six-year-old loves to come into bed in the middle of the night and sleep with my husband and I. And earlier in the week, he comes in to sleep with us. It's about three o'clock in the morning and I go to snuggle up with him and he's like, mommy, something's stinky. So we turn on the light and look and sure enough, our cat puked all over his pillow. So I looked at him and I said, did you lay in it? And he's like, no, I I didn't lay in it. So we clean up the pillow and get him a fresh pillow, go to sleep, get up in the morning, get ready for school. He eats his breakfast and I go to brush his hair. Now we have about 10 minutes to get to school and I brush his hair and realize that he has cat puke all over his hair. So I quick grab the box of baby wipes and clean his hair the best I can, comb it and send him off to school. Well, needless to say, I picked him up 
and he still smelled like cat puke. So I sent my six-year-old to kindergarten reeking of cat puke. Uh, I am one bad mom. It's pretty gross. It's really gross. That's pretty gross. <clears throat> yeah, that's a fail. Yeah, it's a fail. Good job. Good yeah. job failing. Good job, <laughs> Good job failing this week. <laughs> but did you, was your kid wearing clothes? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that'll happen to me at some point in time. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, Teresa, I think, failed more. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Rip as I rip through more clothing. Um, well, you know what always makes us feel better? Calling a mom. Yeah, let's call him. Let's call one today who swears a lot. Yes, please. Please. Fuck. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. I love you. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Woo! Woo! I love calling moms. And today I am particularly looking forward to calling this mom. Uh, This is a mom after my own heart. Um, (laughs) We're going to speak today to Nicole Nepper, uh, who is a licensed clinical professional counselor, who uh, is blog, Moms Who Drink and Swear, hello, uh, became the basis for her first book, Moms Who Drink and Swear, True Tales of Loving My Kids While Losing My Mind. She goes by Nikki. She goes by the Queen of Cussin. Right now, she goes by Supermom to Us. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Um, we always start the show, our interviews, with uh, asking our guest, who lives in your house? Who lives in my house? Um, <laughs> I live in my house. My <laughs> husband of almost 20 years lives in my house. Um, my two kids, 13-year-old son and 9-year-old daughter, and two wiener dogs. <laughs> awesome. I, Teresa may be more interested in your wiener dogs. <laughs> we have two wiener dogs. They're so great. And they're both rescues and um, our recent one who we got in January is so stupid. <laughs> 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 so it, kind of, it makes it really fun, you know, because he's not, I mean, he's just not smart. Yeah. So are, are wiener dogs right known <laughs> for being smart or like wiener dogs a smart breed or are they all a little lovable? You know what? They're known for being hard to train and stubborn. So, you know, I mean, I, I didn't know. I never would have picked a wiener out for my... I'm going to pick the wiener out for myself. Obviously, I married a, a wiener. But <laughs> I didn't... I would never have picked this breed. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but it was a rescue thing, and it was a surprise for my husband, the first one. And now I'm just... I, I love them. I get them. I really get them now. Who do you who do you love more, the wiener dogs or your family members? <laughs> <laughs> the wiener dogs no are part of the family. I know, guys. I know. Okay, which member of your family do you love more? Uh, you know what? The wiener dogs would do um, chores. I would probably put them First. higher on the list. Yeah. But seriously, the kids are old enough now. They do chores. They help. It is, you know, that just bumps them up. Yeah, bumps that does. Cool. Yeah. That does make them yeah, more the dogs, lovable. Yeah, dogs yeah. then become we, a little like toddlers. We have we have two rescues um, as well. They're terrier chihuahua mixes, and our <laughs> we did the same thing where the second one, 
Like, we didn't pick out the breed the f- for the first one, but then the second one, we just, like, kind of fell in love with her because she reminded us of the first one. <laughs> but it turned out the second one was really stupid, too. So, And, and I think it's easier when they're stupid because they don't get stressed yeah. out about stuff as much. No, and, you know, they're rescues for a reason. Either they just didn't understand they had a great home and they should stay in the fucking yard, or whoever had them couldn't handle it. Right, you know, they right. They didn't understand right. what it meant to be, you know, a pet owner. Well, let's talk about the book. Now, the book came about from the blog, but so let's start with the blog, actually. When did you start writing the blog in the course of your life as a mom? Um, what I started, actually, was it was in 2008, mm-hmm. and um, there was a, you know, a high school reunion committee, and they were getting everything put together, and they were finding people through Facebook, and I wasn't on Facebook, so... Um, one of my friends got me on Facebook, and of course, you know, when you, whenever you join a social network, you look for people to socialize with, which is what I did, and I found that there wasn't really anything that I liked for moms. <laughs> That's like the um, mantra of just, millions of I, us. <laughs> and I knew there was this, this great group format, which there used to be. There is no longer a great group format, unfortunately. Facebook has changed it. Fuck you, Facebook. But, <laughs> and so I just started a group, and it was tongue-in-cheek. You know, moms who drink and swear. So anyone who joined the group would know what they were doing. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. It's like real it, clear. It's very clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's so funny because I so many people oh, so shocked. Are you kidding? Yeah, Are you kidding. Seriously, not, what don't you understand? You're not I, allowed to be a member. Yeah, <laughs> it's it so bad. So I just after that, a really good friend of mine encouraged me, said, you're such a good writer, you should, you should blog, what's a blog? I didn't realize <laughs> even what blogs were, even though I was yeah. reading them. And I had a professor, too, that really encouraged me. So I started a blog, and that was in 2009, and it just snowballed, and I got lucky. Well, I know that- I got really lucky because I don't have the typical story that you hear from a lot of people where they write a query letter and they send them to agents. I didn't. So I got lucky and I do not take that for granted at all. Did you, well, now you, and you do sort of a different uh, approach. This sort of ties into two questions. One, and you, you've joked about this on some of your blogs about how you, your book gets lumped with parenting advice books all the time when it really is a comedy book. It really is a book about like your, it's your personal essays on being a mom. How does that Hey, how does that make you feel? I mean, that's got to be a weird thing. And then, two, you don't really focus actually a lot on your focus isn't the kids. Your focus is you. Yeah, this, you know what? My my whole focus, even of the group, was when I started the group is, you know, how did you and my friends, all of us, we have been friends for so long. We had known each other since, you know, before we first got our teen form bras, you know. <laughs> but it, like growing up and liking it, that was, you know, when we became friends. And (laughs) so really what I wrote about and was reflecting on was how this person that I am and the person I've always been became a parent. How did I integrate those things and and what was the story? And I really have always liked blogging about mental health issues and tying things in. So it's a bit of a mishmash, but it's still fun. And I love it. I just posted a blog actually about how farting isn't foreplay. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's definitely not about parenting right now no but, but i do want my i do want my son to know that because i think it's really important <laughs> well but no but i think it is such a great point like there's so many things that happen to us when we become moms that 
again, the focus isn't about us. Like, I mean, I mean, I could list 20 things about like, hey, you just had a baby. Let's talk about all these other things besides you who yep. that actually plays a very important role in this whole process. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to think about, and it, it, we're, we're rarely encouraged, I think, to think about how who we are, how we were raised, the person that we, you know, became and liked really plays into how you're raising your kids. And I, I think it is a, is a very different and very good approach uh, in terms of a, a read on parenting. Yeah, like if you're a mom, you have to be like, if you're talking about being a mom at all in your writing, you have to be giving some sort of motherly advice and yeah. like, Talking about, you know, approaches to parenting, whereas, like, why is that not just sort of an aspect of your identity that's a maybe a key aspect, but it's just one aspect? Right. Huh. Exactly. But I think that we're, I don't, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm 43. But I think that it depends on how old your parents are. My mom is not a baby boomer. She's pre-baby boomer. So when she was growing up and being raised and socialized, it was still you know, barefoot and pregnant, and mm-hmm. it was really celebrated. I mean, you were an old maid getting married at 23, whereas today, when people get married that young, we say, are you sure? You're so young. <laughs> You're an idiot. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a completely different world, but, you know, my parents had Dr. Spock. It was this way. Yeah. You know, you don't feed on demand. You, you let the baby cry, whereas today, the pediatricians, any of the professionals or, quote, experts, unquote, will say, Listen to your child. They're individuals. They're different. You know, should is a four-letter word in parenting. It really is. Because it will ruin you. Right. Yeah, I don't... It will make you feel terrible all the time. (laughs) 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 Well, okay, well, let's talk about... um about uh, what we do when we feel terrible. You, you know, like, there's a a whole joke that you you do find a good release in the swearing on your blogs Mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, you know, we, we do as well. I, I know where that comes for, from for me. You know, where does that come from for you? Like, do you, is it something that you're definitely able to keep separate? Is it just an identity? Do you actually swear like a sailor? <laughs> do you? I do. I, I do swear quite a bit, actually. <laughs> My dad had a filthy mouth. I mean, he was terrible. He was the sweetest man, too. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen that movie Big Fish? Yes, my dad was like that, big stories and, and a big guy and, you know, with his wake, the line was out the door and I just couldn't believe some of the stories people were telling me. I mean, I could believe them, but then again, I was just like, oh, Jesus, you too. I'm so sorry, you guys. But um, he was fun and he didn't, he didn't swear at us, but he swore all the time. My mom didn't. And I think that I've always kind of had a little bit of a potty mouth, you know, not horrible, but... um. I do try to reel it in around the kids at first, but and, and I still do. I don't walk around, you know, saying, oh, you know, so-and-so neighbor's motherfucking cunt. No, never. <laughs> no, I don't do anything like that, but I certainly do drop F-bombs once in a while, and I, I'm not tense about it. Yeah, we were, we, were, that. we were pretty sure Katie Bell's first words were going to be sack of shit. <laughs> 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 like sack of shit. <laughs> My big frustration, like something would have sack of shit. Um, well, I always thought it would be fucking dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Constantly yeah. saying that. You know, that was my word all the time because dog would just like go out and bark and bark and bark. So 
Well, Simon I, did say fuck. That's, that's when I right. that's when I learned. I was like, oh, you're 13 months old, and you just said fuck because of me. So I'm gonna stop saying fuck around you. Yeah, you certainly can't blame the Wiggles or Elmo on that. That's just that's your, right. You have to own that. Own yeah. it. You know, yeah. own that one. That or just start letting them watch the Soprano rerun so that you can blame that. <laughs> Either way. Uh, what about, I do think there's something therapeutic about it. Like again, there's this thing of like. Oh, so much pressure to watch yourself 24 hours a day mm-hmm. around your children. <laughs> like, it just, they just pour. The swears <laughs> pour out of me all the time. Um, well, and I think that the kids watch what you're doing, too. Because if you're getting up in the morning and you're, you know, up with them and supporting them and making breakfast or helping them learn how to do things and you're role modeling things like, hey, I'm eating this fucking banana even though I don't want to. Or look, I'm eating my goddamn broccoli. You know what I mean? Yeah, the words are bad and they're inappropriate. And I certainly don't talk like that all the time. But I do know that my kids get to see me do healthy things and make smart choices. (laughs) You know, like if we go out for dinner and I do have a glass of wine at dinner, I have one or none most of the time. But because I'm driving or there's something right. going on. They see me using responsible behavior in terms of how, you know, I don't swear at the cashier when she gets my order <laughs> wrong at the store or anything. So they do learn what they live. And I think the, the worst thing that happens is that my kid is swearing, I'm all right. Yeah, I know. A little like, yeah. And as long as you're using it in a hilarious manner, then <laughs> better. Just has to be worth it. Has to be worth it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I wish I was using it in a hilarious manner, but I don't think I am some of the time. So. Well, some of the, uh, something that you touch on a lot is that you do uh, have ADHD, and I was just wondering uh, if you could talk a little bit about that and like how that affected your parenting and just trying to get through what is already an insane sort of day and then dealing with, uh, dealing with something like that. You know, it really, really has, it just has such a huge effect on everything in my life. You know, my marriage, my friendships, my work, everything. I think, you know, anything. If a mom has anxiety, depression, OCD, you know, I know plenty of women who say, I'm so OCD, it drives me crazy. Well, you know, if you really are OCD, it does drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine functioning in a house with children with the OCD. Yeah, oh my God. Because... Right? They're constantly just shitting on everything and, and messing things up. You can't keep it clean. But in the process of trying, you just destroy their spirit because kids by nature are just messy and discovering things. So, um, But with ADHD, it's hard because I really have to stay focused and on track. I have to make lists. Mm-hmm. I have to stick to them. And I have to, I have to be less of a maybe parent. And I think a lot of parents can uh, operate in that gray area, but I can't. Mm-hmm. It's up with a lot of things. It's yes or it's no. Because I have to set really good boundaries in terms of what I know that I can and can't do and, and how I can be an effective parent. So, like, if I, I know that if I am going to, you know, my daughter recently had a birthday party, and I knew, you know, that was going to be tough for me. A lot of chaos, a lot of distraction. Staying focused and calm is important. You're bringing a handful of little girls to the movie theater. (laughs) If I'm, like, distracted by something shiny and I lose one of them, that's probably a bad thing. (laughs) Right. Which just adds, like, this whole new level of stress 
to an already chaotic and stressful situation because even in the best of days for people who don't have something like that, uh, kids are all over the place. And your yeah. day is already distracting. There's there's like a million different things that come up, I think, in a normal day of a, of a parent that pulls you in 20 different directions. Absolutely. It's that joke. It's, you know, man plans, God laughs. Right. It's true. <laughs> because if you really, if you say, okay, we have to be out the door by 8 o'clock, well, then you better start getting ready by 5, especially if you have an infant. You know, I mean, things happen, and you have to plan for that. And, and it has to be okay, too, to to be flexible about these things. And I think that's one of the hardest things it was for me about adjusting to it, just saying, wow, I, I really can't do this. <laughs> this is something that I can't do. And I thought that I would be able to do it, and I can't. So we will sit here in this house, and you'll watch TV for six hours. <laughs> you know? Well, how did, your, how did your kids uh, handle it? I mean, how did your kids adapt? Was that something that they easily adapted to, given that they didn't know anything different? or No, yeah, they don't know anything different. <laughs> I mean, they've never... My, my son has ADHD, too, and I knew from the time he was really little that he did. Um, and he's a really great reader, and he's an excellent student, so it wasn't... It didn't affect him academically in terms of, he doesn't also have a learning disability, but um, I think the way that it does affect my kids is that I have to probably say, I'm sorry, or I was wrong a lot more than a person (laughs) who is a little more organized. You know, I forgot, or I'm sorry that, you know, I was, people with ADHD, for example, I really need my field of vision to be clear, so I don't like a lot of clutter and... Mm -hmm. I like everything in a little small space. I call it mission control in my <laughs> kitchen. It's a little corner, and I have little file folders, and I keep things there, and that is where everything goes. It doesn't matter if it's in this giant stack. It's there. <laughs> right. I know where to find it. And so, um, you know, I know how to set myself up to be successful, but that doesn't mean I don't fail. And so, you know, I have to be ready to say, I'm sorry, and I forgot, and I lost this, and you know, I'll try better next time. And they're good with it because I think that it just shows them that I'm human and that they, the same expectations are there for them and the same forgiveness. And, you know, I, I mean, they don't seem to be very stressed out. I mean, I've seen them just spill just awful, disgusting, like pizza staining stuff on the, our brand new stuff. And they're like, hey, I spilled, you know, because they know I'm not going to freak out right. and yell at them. Well, I think it also ties back into, you know, what's proven on the on your blog and in your book that, you know, having a sense of humor plays a very important role yeah. in all of these sorts of issues. Absolutely. And, and self-deprecation, too. Just seeing that, you know, if you can't make fun of yourself, you're in big trouble. <laughs> Which I think is a pretty important lesson to teach your kids. Um well, thank you so much, Nicole, for being on the show. Uh, we're going to link to everything and make sure people get out there and get it. And I, I can't encourage people more to read the book. It is so insightful and it's so funny. Thank you so much thank for joining for having us. Me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye, Nicole. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah, she's cool. She is. 
She's very cool. <laughs> Let us never have anybody uncool on our show. No, we wouldn't do that. Oh, God, how no. horrible. I, I really liked her point about, um, like, having to apologize to her kids. Yeah. Because I think that is actually such a great lesson to teach to teach your kids, you know? Like, that no. you're going to make mistakes and sometimes they will, <laughs> they will be the victim of those mistakes <laughs> that you don't want them to be. But, you know, you're going to do your best to make it right and try harder next time. And yeah, that's always, a good lesson. It's good for it. That lesson plays out in your friendships, in your relationships, in your family, in your work. Being able to apologize and acknowledge that you made a mistake is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. You, you know who I should probably recommend the book to is this next caller. Uh-oh. Uh, a, a mom who is having a mom breakdown. Hi, I have a mom rant. Uh, my husband is very uh, messy, and I am very neat. And he is trying to convince me that since I knew he was messy when we got married, he shouldn't be expected to do things like not leave clothes lying around. Shut the diaper pail so that the baby's room doesn't smell like shit all the time. Put things away that he leaves out. Clean up his coffee stuff. <laughs> Everything. And then his sister is getting married on Monday. Because why get married on a weekend? Well, you, you could get married on a Monday. But that's a like, completely different rant. And his mother is giving me these passive-aggressive emails trying to schedule every single moment of our day that we're going to be there. And I'm trying to explain to her that he's a baby. He takes naps. He's 10 months old. We can't schedule every single second. And she just doesn't seem to understand this. And then she calls me and we're just being super passive aggressive to each other over email, over the phone. It's making me nuts. And just thank God my baby looks more like me because my husband and his entire family is driving me crazy this week. So, uh. oh. I... I've been there. It's really hard. That's hard. It is really hard. But it's just hard. like totally one of those like <laughs> like none of those things are like as life ending as we have heard some rants before, but that is just your good old fashioned fucking in laws. Fucking <laughs> fucking in laws. <laughs> Who does get married on a Monday? That is a little annoying. Mm-hmm. That is annoying. And just in general, like, you're, oh, 10-month-old baby, mm-hmm. you're still in the thick of it. It's still horrible. And like that scheduling mm-hmm. thing is Super yeah. annoying. Yeah. Hey, everybody, try and be more flexible with the people who have the fucking baby. Yeah. Just say Do show. people forget? I think is... people forget. Yeah, people forget. I run into this a lot. Yeah. Like, a lot. I know if you haven't had kids before, you're definitely going to be the person who's like, come on, they can't have, like, a messed up nap one day. And then, like, once you have a kid, you're like, oh, I get I get why you want to be on a nap schedule. I get it now. Yeah, I get it. Right. But I forgetting then later, that, that I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand then forgetting. Maybe yeah. you just forget, like, 10 yeah. years from now or That's something. Maybe. I, I've already forgotten most every, most everything, and it's only three years leading to the em, uh, imminent panic I'm feeling about having the second child. Um, Wait, you're pregnant? I know. You I'm so skinny. Pregnant. You do not look, look pregnant. Amazing. Wow. I, I know. I'm just getting fat. <laughs> all right, everybody. Okay. Let's all try and remember a few things. One... Never say anything to pregnant women. Period. <laughs> Just don't talk, Just to, them. Don't 
Talk, don't Avoid make them. eye contact. Don't make <laughs> eye contact. If you can just stay out of the room, just be uncomfortable around them. If you do have to say something to them, ask them something nice about the baby. Mm-hmm. Remember, what was our mantra? Baby, not body. Yeah. Baby, not body mm-hmm. before you open your mouth. And two, as always, maintain, try and maintain a little sense of humor throughout all of this. Because, like, even during that rant, you, you, she's laughing a little bit. Because right. she, it's, the most ridiculous is usually the most hilarious yes. in the long run. And if you can maintain a sense of humor as opposed to screaming, punching, or crying, not those things aren't healthy on some, go to batting cage. Go to batting cage. Hmm. Don't. That's my episode I used to like to do. Go to batting cage when I would get like so physically wound up. I just wanted to punch somebody. Batting cage. Can you do that when you're pregnant? Oh, no. Now I just punch people. I just, oh, okay. I just punch Great. everything. Great. Uh, when you're not pregnant. <laughs> I'm sure that if I went to a batting cage pregnant, I would get all kind of horrible <laughs> yeah. stares. Though I don't think batting cage is on the list of avoiding. The stuff you can't do. Nobody has told me that no I can't No one has told to me I can't. Cage. Yeah. Just don't stand in front of the ball yeah. delivery service. Slow pitch. Slow pitch. Um, Maybe there's like special belly protective gear you can wear so that you can still go to the batting cages. That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty... Maybe you could stand outside the netting. What do pregnant professional baseball, baseball players, players do? They must know. do something. Huh? Get that. <laughs> Not fit in their uniforms. Um, remember, your body is going to change, and that is fucking okay. It's actually pretty great. It's probably good job. better. Yeah. That your body is changing. Yeah. <laughs> this would be a whole different show if we were encouraging you to not have your body change in the slightest. Yes. That something unhealthy might be happening. Yes. Uh, so let's try and celebrate the body as best we can. <laughs> um, or break all the mirrors in our house. Whatever makes whatever works for you. <laughs> Tell a mom she's doing a good job. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy baby fussing by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy baby fussing by, not low down mama blues. Said Daddy baby fussing by, not low down mama blues. You know that's right. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.